Welcome to the Rising Podcast. This is the podcast for ambitious souls to learn about astrology, as well as other intuitive tools such as numerology, human design, philosophy, and psychology, all to better understand yourself, others, and your surrounding environment. I'm your host, Vanessa Sophie. I'm a Western sidereal astrologer and business strategy coach. I'm on a mission to help spiritual leaders dive deep into themselves and rise to their ultimate potential to ensure that they are seen, heard, and recognized in their area of expertise. The Rising Podcast will teach you how to use these powerful tools for yourself and for your business so that you can rise as a leader and show up as the best version of yourself in both your personal and professional life. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited for you to dive in. Let's get started. Grand Rising, everyone, and welcome back to the Rising Podcast. Today, I wanted to make an episode on the sun, the moon, and the rising sign in astrology, specifically because those are, we call them the big threes. So it's the first three placements that people will usually look at because they're the the ones that represent your personality the most. And of course, it's not all that it is. As we know, you've heard me talk about this before. Astrology is so complex and deep. So it's nowhere near representing the whole thing. But they're the main three things that we usually talk about. And one of the main questions that I often get asked is, what is the difference between the three? Like people always want to understand this first. And it can get confusing sometimes. Like, you know, so what I'm doing today is I really want to dive deep into what are the big threes and each of them, what do they mean? Okay, so for the person that is completely new in astrology and pretty much everything that you know is only your sun sign or your zodiac sign, which is the same thing, really the main thing to understand about astrology is that your rising sign pretty much represents only 5 to maybe 10%, if I'm being generous, of your chart. It goes so much deeper than that, and oftentimes I hear people that are kind of not sure how to feel about astrology because they're like, oh, well, I don't resonate with my zodiac sign. Well, yeah, because there's so much that goes into consideration, you know, I can, every, every zodiac sign, even though they have the same, the same sun sign, so for example, you can put a hundred Geminis in the same room and they're all going to be so different because you have to look at the chart as a whole. The placement of your sun. If there's any other, if there's any other planets around the sun. If the sun is aspected by another planet. If you know what are the other placements in your chart. Um, maybe you're a sun Capricorn, but you actually have a stellium in Pisces. So um, you know if you have a lot of planets in Pisces, maybe you resonate more with the Pisces energy, and you don't even know because you never looked at your chart. So this is the main thing to understand. I'll I'll explain that a little bit better in. Um, later on but the first the first thing to know is that really your zodiac sign probably represents about five percent of your chart so yeah even even the big threes even the sun moon and the rising sign is still not enough to get the full picture so that's a little disclaimer that i wanted to share (laughs) now if we go into so the, the the three main placements sun moon and rising sign Really, the way that I look at it and I'd like to explain it is think about three layers of your personality. So you start with the first layer, which is the rising sign. That's the outside perspective of you. It's how the world sees you. 
So that's why they say that your rising sign is your look and your body, because that's how the world sees you. So that's their perspective on you. Um, so yeah, there's a part of it that you can see that is associated with the the way that you look, your body. Um, it's really the, the the rising sign is associated with the first house as well. So if you go into houses. Uh, houses represents areas of your life, and so the rising sign and the first house is the same thing. That's what determines the houses. I'll come back to that later. Um, but yeah, so the first thing about the rising sign, it's really the first layer that we see. So that's the outside layer, basically. And so that's the first impression that people will have of you. That's really how you show up in the world. Um, so for example, if we meet you for the first time and you're a rising Sagittarius, you're going to seem really friendly, really chatty, like, you know, it's it's nice to chat with you, you seem like super adventurous and just out there. Um, so that's like the first, uh, the first impression that we'll have of you. Following that, the second layer is the sun sign. So it's like the, once we have the first impression, then after that, once we get to know you, it's like, oh, right, she's actually more like this. So, you know, when people get intimidated by someone or you have like a, a weird vibe from them on first impression and then you get to know them and it's like, oh, wow, you're actually not how you how I thought you would be. That's because you're getting to know the sun sign. So maybe they have a rising Scorpio, which can be super mysterious and, you know, you, they seem pretty closed off because rising Scorpio is just like really hard to read. Um, they have this like dark and mysterious vibe to them. And then, you know, it turns out once you get to know them, they actually have a sudden Leo. So they're super charismatic, they're super out there, they have strong leadership, and it's like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> you're not you're not at all how I thought you would be. So that's something to take into consideration. Or maybe they have a rising Pisces, and they seem super shy, but then, you know, their sun is in Aries, so it turns out once you get to know them, they're really out there. So that's the difference between the, the rising sign and the sun. So the rising is really the first impression, and then the sun is like the ego, basically. So once you get to know them, once you become friends with them, then you start seeing their sun sign, and you start seeing their personality. So the sun really represents the ego. So if you think about it, the sun really is what shines in the sky, what illuminates. And so your sun sign basically would share how you shine in the world and really as the foundation of your personality the other thing with the sun too is that when you look at so as i've as i've mentioned before you know your sun sign is is also your your zodiac sign so if you know oh i'm a gemini i'm a cancer you know that's your sun sign that's the position of the sun at the moment of your birth in which constellation it was so that's where really the sun imprints the characteristics of the sign that it was in at the moment of your at the moment of your birth into your ego so that's why the sun is really the foundation of your personality the other thing to note as well is the location of the of the sun in what houses it is located represents what you identify with. So as I've mentioned before, we haven't dove really into houses, but really the, what the houses are, they are areas of your life. So you have 
relationships, money, career, health, um, family, you know, there, there are so many aspects, uh, pretty much every area of life that you can think about, it is represented in one of the houses. So depending on what house the sun is located in, in your chart, will represent which area of life you identify with the most. So if you take me, for example, my son is located in the 10th house, which is the house of career and public reputation. So status for me, my career, my goals, my achievements, and my reputation is extremely important and it's part of my ego. It's literally where my ego gets its value from. It's from its achievements because the sun is in a tent house. So everything that is in the tent house is what I, what I identify with. Someone that would have the sun in the seventh house, for example, seventh house represents partnerships and marriage and relationships. So that would be someone that is, that takes their value, that gets their value from, their ego gets their value from their relationships. So it's extremely important for them to be in a relationship or just to devote themselves to a relationship. Someone that would have the sun in the, let's say, sixth house, for example, would get their value from their routines and the skills that they have from being in health. Like I often see like people that have a sun in the sixth house, they just have, they're so active, you know, like they value health so much, like they're super, they have strong routines, like they go to yoga every day, you know, like things like that. So the location of the sun in your chart will impact that energy greatly. So that is where I say that you can have 10 people that are a sun Aries. And so the general characteristics of the sun Aries is going to, you know, be similar in a way, but when it's located in different charts, it's going to be manifested differently because of where they take, where they get their identity from. So that's really the sun sign. There's so much more that I can go that we can go into, but basically you just need to know that the sun is the second layer and that's your personality, your ego. So we have the rising sign, the ascendant. By the way, rising sign, ascendant is the same thing. So that's the first layer. Second layer is the sun. And then the third layer is the moon. So the moon is your inner world. It's where you are at your most vulnerable. It's your emotions. So really the moon represents your emotions and your inner world. So I see oftentimes the moon is how you see yourself. So some people you can maybe resonate with your moon sign more if you're really in tune with your emotions. You can also not resonate with your moon sign if you're not in touch with your emotions. So that's another piece of it. Um, the moon is really who you are at your deepest core when no one is watching. And in vulnerable situations, oftentimes, you're going to embrace that moon a lot more than any other part of your chart. The other thing with the moon, similar to what we talked about with the sun, what house is located in is going to show you where you find emotional fulfillment. So where you feel the safest. So again, 
sun sign in the seventh house, which is partnership and relationships, sun sign in the seventh house would identify with their relationship. They would get their value from their relationship. So it's extremely important for their ego to be in the right relationship or to have a good relationship. While the moon sign is where they would feel the safest. They would feel the safest in their partnerships. They would find emotional fulfillment in their partnerships. So there's a slight difference between the two, but the location of of the sun and the moon will indicate a big part of of your personality as well and just which areas of your life are really important to you. So let's take for example moon in the fourth house. The fourth house is home, family, and it's at the bottom of the chart completely. So it's really where it's the most private side of you. And so if you have a moon in a fourth house, you would naturally feel very safe at home. It's really important for you to be at home and to feel safe in your home. And you would most likely be very private with your emotions. You would not put them out there. Well, on the flip side of that, if you uh, have moon in the 10th house, 10th house is the most public part of the chart. So it's very much seen. So someone that would have the moon in the 10th house would definitely be very emotionally invested in their career and in, in their public, uh, in the way that they show up publicly. So yeah, they would not have any problem with putting their emotions out there or to expressing it or just, you know, they need to have some sort of emotional fulfillment in, in their career. Um, yeah, so again, the location of the moon and what house it figures is really important for that reason. And also, your moon represents your sense of belonging. So oftentimes, it's also where you're going to try to find where you belong. So for example, someone with the moon in the seventh house, again, they would try to find a sense of belonging in their partnership. And if they're not in a partnership, they're probably going to be constantly looking for that fulfillment. Someone that has moon in the 11th house, 11th house is friends, network, groups of people, so they would find their sense of belonging in community. They would try to find a community that they can belong to, or a, or a group of people, or through their friends, so they would definitely value their friendships a lot because they would constantly try to belong to Try to find a sense of belonging in their friendships and in their community. So that's another piece of the moon. And so that's in terms of, you know, what house it would be located in. Now you also have to look at the sign that it's in and that will determine the characteristics that you bring into your emotions and how you deal with your emotions. So for example, I take me as an example with my Pisces moon. I'm extremely compassionate with my emotions and I'm very dreamy, you know, if you, <laughs> when I'm, you know, by myself, like, I just love to daydream, I'm super creative, and it's not necessarily a part of me that you're gonna see unless you're getting to know me really deeply, and so that's the thing, too, you know, your rising sign, it's, it's easy, you know, it's, it's, everyone will see that, everyone will see your rising sign, sun sign, it's like, once we get to know you, then we'll see the sun sign, and then the moon sign is really the third layer that it's really, only when you're at your safest that people will see that. And so oftentimes it's going to be close family, close friends that are going to see your moon sign. So it's in situations where you feel at the safest that you're going to embrace 
your moon sign. So someone I would have a moon in Aries would be extremely intense in their emotions, they would be extremely passionate, and almost borderline could be aggressive, I would say, because Aries has just this pure fire that if you trigger their emotions, they could they could get aggressive because of that. So yeah, someone that has a moon in Capricorn, for example, would be very grounded with their emotions and also probably very high standard and kind of like everything needs to have a goal. <laughs> so, you know, the characteristics of the moon sign will imprint into how you deal with your emotions. So really, you look at the three layers. Ascendant, first impression, sun sign, your personality, your ego, once we get to know you, and then moon sign, the deep inner side of you, where you are at your most vulnerable. Who are you when no one is watching? How do you see yourself? It's your inner world. So those are the main uh, three placements to look at. And I also wanted to come back to the rising sign, because there is more that comes from the rising sign. Really, in Western astrology, they talk a lot about the sun sign. What most people know is their sun sign, what most people identify with. You know, when we ask you, oh, what's your <laughs> what's your sign? And, you know, you, you say your sun sign. You know, I'm a Taurus, I'm a Gemini, I'm a Cancer. So, actually, I would argue that the most important placement that you have is actually your ascendant, so your rising sign. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The ascendant really... What's interesting is that if you look at a chart, for example, if you look at it at, a, as a, at an astrology chart, it's like a big wheel. And if you look at the left side, that's your ascendant. And then the chart starts there. So for example, someone that is Aries ascendant, the zodiac is going to start with Aries and then move anti-clockwise from there. So the first house will be Aries, because the first house and, and the rising sign is the same thing. So your ascendant determines the start of the wheel of your chart. What is the start of the zodiac? So it determines what the houses are. So just right there, there's so much precision that comes from it. The rising sign is given by the time and the location of birth. So we can get we can get a full chart from you just with your date of birth and the location. Well, even the location, you know, it's pretty general. So just with the date of birth of someone, I can have a pretty good idea of their chart. But most of the details and the precision of things come from the time and the location. And that's what gives the ascendant because really what the ascendant is is at the moment of your birth, what was the constellation that was rising on the horizon? So that's the ascendant. And then the descendant, which is opposite to that, is what was descending, what was the, on the opposite side of that. So what was the other side of the horizon? So that's why the moment of your birth is so important, and it's so precise. And the ascendant sign will change every one, two hour or so, about about two hours. There's 24 hours in the day and there's 12 signs, so yeah, two hours. And so really it changes, you know, quite frequently. So you can have someone that was born 
the exact same day at the exact same place, but if they're born two hours apart, they would have a totally different chart. And it would be interpreted completely differently. So that's where the rising sign is so precise. And it gives so much detail in your chart. Also, what I find interesting is that really the rising sign, it determines, so, okay, it determines the houses. It determines where the wheel starts in your chart. It is so precise with the time and the location of birth. And it also determines who's the ruler of your chart. So if your chart had a king or a queen, which planet would that be? And that is determined by the rising sign. So oftentimes you're going to hear people say like, oh, I'm ruled by the moon or I'm ruled by Mercury. So I have lots of Mercury energy to me. That is determined by the rising sign, not the sun sign, which is a common mistake. It is the ruler of the chart is determined by the rising sign. So for me, for example, I'm a rising Leo. The rule, the planet that is the ruler of Leo is the sun. Or, you know, it's not really a planet, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Someone that is a Cancer rising would be ruled by the moon. Someone that is a Gemini rising would be ruled by Mercury. So the ruler of the chart is determined by the rising sign. So that's another sign that... <laughs> I feel like I'm saying sign a lot. Um, <laughs> it's another sign why the ascendant and the rising sign is such an important placement. Not only that, something that I've realized lately is that really your ascendant, your rising sign, is like your Earth placement on the chart. So if you look at your chart, you have all the planets within you, right? So you have uh, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. All of them, you know, there's so many, and you know, we can go into the nodes and the rising and the moon sign, all of that. You have different placements in your chart. The Earth is not part of it because we are on Earth. But really, the Earth placement is your rising sign. Because it is the location on Earth that you were on when you were born. And so... Even someone that is born the same day and the same hour, if they're in two completely different parts of the world, they would have a different rising sign. So that's where, again, it is so precise. It determines your location on Earth. And if you do believe in that, there's a very specific reason why you were born at this time in this place. And that is what determines a really big part of your chart. From the rising sign, we get literally all of the details of your chart. So that's something that's really interesting. There's also something that I've learned from the astrologer Sashi de Scorpio. She talks about this on her Instagram page. And she talks about how the rising sign, the ascendant, is actually where you ascend. So when you go through your spiritual awakening and you start leaning into consciousness and you start leaning into your higher self, you're actually leaning more into your ascendant. 
So by embracing these qualities of your rising sign, you're actually getting closer to ascension. And on the flip side of that, if you look at the opposite side of the chart, your descendant is where you descend. So if you're not going towards, you know, if you're if you're not leaning into your higher self and you're kind of staying back and, and um, just staying comfortable and not growing, you're, and you're staying stuck in the characteristics of your descendant, this is when you're staying small. But as you rise, and this is part of the rising podcast, as you rise, you are leaning into your rising sign. So that's another piece of why I think knowing your ascendant and embracing it well is so important. So that sums up, in a nutshell, what are the big threes in astrology? What is the difference between the the three? So I hope that you've learned from this and I hope that it's clearer for you now. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at I am Vanessa Sophie. And I always love to hear from you if you want to give me some feedback or tell me about what you learned in the podcast. It is always my pleasure to chat with you. And for anyone who's interested in actually diving deeper into their chart and they want to get to know themselves because really knowing yourself is the key to wisdom. That's Socrates who said that. And we can dive so much deeper into this. So if you're curious to learn more about yourself and wanting to learn more about your chart and diving deeper into what are the different placements and how it shows up in your life, definitely you can book a reading with me. The link is in the show notes. And also for anyone who's interested in receiving astrology updates and stuff like that, you can sign up to my newsletter for free. I send monthly astrology updates and key dates to note for you, for your personal life, and also for your business. Because I really believe that every when you're an entrepreneur, um, every area of your life is combined into one. So what what is happening in your business and in your personal life is really... What is happening in your personal life is also being translated into your business. So... You can sign up to my newsletter to get updates. And also, if you want to dive deeper and and learn more about astrology and receive your weekly horoscopes, I do the weekly horoscopes on my Patreon page for every rising sign. So this is something that I forgot to mention, actually, that when you look at your horoscope, for example, even if, you know, I mean, I highly do not recommend that you look at your horoscope in a newspaper because it's very general and it's nowhere near what astrology actually is. But if you were to look at your horoscopes, if you follow an astrologer, for example, and you want to know uh, updates on what they share, you need to look at your rising sign and not your sun sign. Or sometimes they're going to tell you to look at both. Sometimes you can look at the sun, the moon, and the rising sign, but the primary placement that you that you should look at when you look at your horoscope or any insights from, you know, oh, this is for the 12 signs, you should look at your rising sign first. Why? Because, as I mentioned before, the houses are determined by the rising sign. So everyone who's a rising Virgo is going to go through the same transits at the same time. So Jupiter in the fourth house, for example, I forget which house it's in for Virgos. Um, fifth, 
fifth house? No, sixth house. Rising Virgos, they have Jupiter in the sixth house right now. So they're all going to go through similar placements. And so when we create a forecast or a horoscope for the signs, it's actually for the rising sign. Because every rising sign is going to go through similar transits. And so look at who do you know that has the same rising sign as you and try to compare it to see what similar what similar areas of life have been impacted or going through challenges or growing at the same time. That's a really interesting exercise to do. So yeah, just wanted to mention that. Uh, to when when you listen to my horoscope, my horoscopes or um, anyone's, you know, any astrologer that you follow, you should always look at your rising sign and you know potentially both your sun sign and your rising sign. Um, if you follow Vedic astrology, they use the sun, the moon sign, and the rising sign. So yeah, you can always look like at the three, but the main one is the rising sign. So what I was saying with this, <laughs> that I do the weekly horoscopes for every rising sign uh, in my Patreon page, as well as other exclusive contents where I talk about some astrology related things for your business as well. So that is it for today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day wherever or whenever you are listening to this. And thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy that you're here and I hope that you can take one thing that you've learned or that has impacted you in a way. And you know that I'm always so happy to chat. So feel free to reach out either on Instagram or you can find my website at stellarvanessa.com. So thank you so much, my friends. I'm sending you so much love.